Hi, and welcome back to Peel the Pomelo. Today's episode is all about work. So it's been a couple of months since Helena and I have started our new roles, and we thought it'd be a good time to catch up, see how we're going, and have a chat about any of the challenges and some learnings that we've had over the past few months, and also any advice that we'd like to share um, with maybe some of you who are going through something similar. But before we get into that, Helena, how's your week been? Uh, yeah, thanks, Darina. Uh, my week's been quite good. I have to say the big L word again. But <laughs> So as of today, Melbourne's going into their sixth lockdown. But prior to that, Davina's like cheering right now. I don't know why she's cheering. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. A record for the country. I don't think that's something to celebrate. I think that probably is. Taking, I think I've been, I was thinking about today, I've been in seven lockdowns if I include the one that I was in in Brisbane. Mm. So maybe that's like a personal record. I think there's probably a lot of people <laughs> that have ended up stuck in some part of the country and have blown out that yeah. record. So I don't know if that's something to celebrate. But for those people... Keep strong. You're doing well. <laughs> Get through this as well. Um, but she no, says that she pats herself on the back. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, we yeah. So just came out of lockdown five uh, last week. So I was actually telling Davina I had quite a busy weekend, and I was like, oh, Davina, I have too many things to do. Which sounds so bad now that we're back into lockdown. But I had like a full kind of. Uh, feeding feeding tour feeding tour just like a lot of meals eating out last week over the weekend um which was really good and thankful that I was able to do that when we could have um and so yeah it was really good I think the highlight for me oh what did I eat the crepes that I got so I mentioned to Davina earlier when I was chatting Mm. um we got a do you like Biscoff by the way because Biscoff is like a big thing recently I love Biscoff yeah what would you like describe it as because I can't like caramel or is it more just like yeah it's very caramelly um it's got a bit of spices in it as well Mm, like cinnamon yeah it kind of reminds me of gingerbread a little bit oh no I think gingerbread's like gingerbread cookies yeah I think gingerbread's too like um too spicy for me but right yeah we had um that from I'm not going to butcher the name, some galette place, which was really good. So we had, didn't get actually the Biscoff, but got Nutella and strawberry and then also Mm. a sugar and lemon crepe. Oh. Yeah. Wait, so you didn't get the Biscoff? No, I didn't get the Biscoff. Sorry, I was just asking your opinion. (laughs) Because it's just like the most trendy thing right now. And I'm just like not sure where it came from because it's... Is it trending now? I feel like everywhere has Biscoff flavors. Everyone is just having Biscoff spread. It's like the new mm. Nutella or the new peanut butter. Like everyone just loves Biscoff. And I don't know where it's yeah. come from. but Well, it's a European thing. It's like definitely a European thing. So it's been around and for a while. I'm assuming it's been mm, around for a while. Yeah. And they have like, um, like I know there's like the Lotus Biscoff, like the mm. actual biscuit brand. And I guess. But then they have something called Speculoos, which I pr- think is pretty much the same thing. Mm. But it's like, I think it might be a Dutch thing. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, oh, that's very interesting. In terms of like other stuff, um, Olympics has been a big part of my last week or so. I think what I think about the Olympics, though, is that, I don't know, I, I feel you do feel really nervous for the athletes mm. when you're watching them. But especially like with 
things like athletics. Like I think I was watching high jump. Mm. I feel really stressed because they literally got like this five second slot to like prove themselves and like to make the cut. And then if they don't, it just feels like, oh my gosh, they've trained all this time. And then to be eliminated so quickly, like it's just so heartbreaking. Yeah, that was my week. I think pretty much just Olympics and uh, going into next week. Um, just getting used to the fact of another lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? How is uh? Is it lockdown week four? Let's not count the weeks. We're just yeah. Let's let's not. I'm gonna try and avoid talking about lockdown. <laughs> it's just life at the moment. Um, but no, my week's been good. Also watching some Olympics yes. thanks to your encouragement. Yes. Um. So yeah, watching a bit of swimming. Watch the gymnastics as well. Again, just what athletes put their bodies mm. through. Um, yeah, like, again, they're commentating. They're like, oh, this gymnast has had, like, multiple knee surgeries. Oh and I'm like, like, it's pretty intense. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but I guess just, like, amazing to see people so dedicated to a sport. Mm. But, yeah, other than that, I watched Beauty and the Geek, <laughs> which is <laughs> another recommendation from Helena. Yes. <laughs> I have to admit, I didn't, I didn't finish it because I know it's over now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, yeah. I watched until maybe episode seven or eight because oh. it's quite short. I feel like the season's very it short. It is, it is. Have you got – are you up to yeah. the makeovers? Um, I've watched, I think, two makeovers. Okay. There's one episode where they do the rest of them. You sure? At least oh. watch that one, yeah. Okay, so everybody Everyone who's left. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. It's a very – I think it's a very wholesome reality yeah. TV show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also really heartwarming to see kind of people, I don't know, question how they usually view others mm. or treat others based on how they look or like any preconceptions. Mm. Um, but yeah, also it's a bit cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I just like surprised for anyone who has watched it before. I think the format is a bit different to prior years where like, it kind of feels like a bit of a love show, like a dating show as well. And it's mm. like the, some of the tasks that they do, some are quite interesting, but some of them are a bit like they're trying to force a relationship on some of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the the concept is that they get put in pairs, so a beauty and a geek, and then they have to do these challenges. And whoever, I think the two couples that top these challenges, they go on a date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And then... The bottom two, they have to, like, compete and then one of the couples gets eliminated. I find the elimination challenge is a bit, like... They're so boring. Yeah, a bit, like, <laughs> like arbitrary and very... Like, it doesn't test anything. I feel like a lot of it's luck as well, like, if you do well yeah. in those challenges. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there are issues that some people have with the show, like... For example, all the beauties are female, all the geeks are male, and then it's just, like, mm. stereotypes on, like... Maybe it is trying to break a stereotype, but I think it captures people's attention by having that name. But I mean, imagine if it yeah. was like flipped and you had geek, geek, geek girls. I don't know. Geek, yeah. geek girls. And I just be very interesting, actually. That would, oh my gosh, I would yeah. watch that. <laughs> I think that'd be more interesting. That'd be so like, and then having like the guys who are like beauty guys or just guys that are like good looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. Be- that's like when um, if you are the one, they didn't. I think 
a few episodes where they switched and it was like 24 mm. guys with the oh, buzzers I love and then the girl. One. They're so savage yeah. on that show. I the Chinese one, I like, yeah. I was like looking at all the guys and I was like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is more interesting <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, you know what? In like being the geek, I think I prefer the friendships over the relationships. Oh, yeah. That's okay. I think I'm really skeptical yeah, of yeah. the relationships that come out of it. Part of me low-key thinks some of the beauties are only in relationships to get more influence as in try and get more of a following because people love a love story right so they'll Mm. be like yeah I'm gonna like people just like will be really interested in my life now because um we're together now one of them is the this is just my impression it's not like I don't want to disrespect this person I probably am the one with the superman I don't know her name yeah. I feel like that's not real. The yeah, yeah. Have you I, been, I know what you're talking about. Have you been on the episode? Can I just spoil it? I don't know if people are listening yeah. or watching. So oh, what about you they go? they say I love you to each other. Interesting. I was like, what? And this is Actually, like, you know what? Yeah. But this is a guy who yeah. hasn't had his okay, doesn't like hasn't had his first kiss, has it with yeah. her, then says I love you. And the show lasts four weeks, I think. Um, yeah. So, and then he says it, and they're at a picnic. He says it to her, and then I was like, "She's not gonna say it back. Surely she's not gonna say it back." And she's yeah. like, "The commentary behind is like, yeah, like I've said it before, but it's like really hard to say because obviously it means a lot." And but then like I've never been treated by someone like this before, and it's just like, yeah, I feel so lucky. And then she says it back, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> Oh, and I think yeah. some of the girls as well, they're like 19, 20 and just like, yeah, I just have been, I've been treated by guys so poorly over the years. And I was like, oh, you, like <laughs> you haven't lived life. like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what? When I was watching them too, I mean, I think it looks legit, oh, but she just, I don't know. She gives off. Yeah. I just don't want the geeks to like get heartbroken over because a lot of them yeah. it's like yeah their first first girl that has shown interest in them and then mm. I think they'll grow an attachment from that and then if they are there for the wrong intentions and they'll end up getting hurt and then no yeah. one wins but yeah yeah but that reminds me of like that there's another episode earlier on where one of the guys mm. says I love yeah, you yeah, to yeah, another yeah, girl yeah, right yeah. but you you definitely like read the room and there is no chemistry yeah. going on here He's definitely in a situation where this is like the first time a girl's given him any attention and he kind of interprets it. Yeah, as exactly. His own idea of love. But then she reacts being like, like in a very sensitive yeah, and like yeah. nice way, but making it clear that like she's not in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> and this is probably not what's going on. Yeah, I think she. But I like that. Yeah, I think yeah. she handled it quite well. But that's the thing. I think because of the show, like they're on dates and stuff like that, mm. it, I wouldn't put it like I wouldn't fault the geeks for thinking that it's a romantic yeah. connection rather than a friendship connection because yeah. some of the girls are there to like meet someone that's different and not like similar to the guys that they've dated before so then does that mean they're there for yeah. an actual partner yeah. but yeah yeah interesting mm-hmm. anyway so aside from being the geek uh, I haven't been up to too much I did complete my best though oh yes we'll Woo! post it can we actually post it yeah, okay. We'll post it. Oh my gosh. And you can do like those, <laughs> that Instagram with your head cut off and then the blouse showing through. 
Your body shot. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I have to get in front of the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) I have like this. I was going to say a floor length mirror, but it's not. It's like one of those long mirrors Mm. in like the living area, but it's kind of short. Okay. So you have to like crouch to get like your head and like What's that mirror supposed to show then? Just your half your body? No, but it is. I don't know, but maybe it's for like a a teen kid or something. Like it's just, it's not full length. It's just. But it's not small either. I don't know. It's a weird height. Mm. <laughs> but okay, I'll try and get a good shot so you guys can see yes. if you're interested. And if not, it doesn't matter. We're going to post yeah. it anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, should we get into the discussion? Yes. Okay, so for a bit of background, both of us. We probably have covered in off in other episodes, but both of us started in grad programs, <laughs> grad programs that we're currently not in. <laughs> so both of us have yeah. started a new grad program. So our advice or our learnings and stuff are more tailored towards people who are starting out in a role with rotations. So for anyone that doesn't know what rotations are, we spend four to six months in one area of the company organization that we're in and then we kind of move into another one so um good way to get exposure to different parts of a company and stuff like that so that's kind of the context for me um I switched over from a consulting role to a consulting slash accounting role to a banking role and yeah as Davina mentioned I've been there for six months now um, yeah, and she's about to start her next rotation next yeah, week. Yeah, I start next week. Very which exciting. Is very exciting. Um, and yeah, that's kind of context for my role. What about you, Davina? You can go through. Yeah, so I was working also in consulting last year um, and I worked there for four months, completed one rotation. That job ended. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this one is in the public sector, so it's quite different. I'm actually very different and I'm already on my second rotation. So we do three four-month rotations in the first year and then the second year is a one full year rotation. And I think this is a probably a good follow-up episode from our, I think it was like our third episode ever or maybe I forgot which one. We had a mm. episode where we actually spoke about work uh, and that was probably when COVID kind of started out and uh, I think our thoughts probably might have changed since then, but it'd be if anyone wants to revisit mm-hmm. that episode, you can listen to that one where we're talking generally about how we view work and how it kind of fits into our lives. But um, I'd say like from that episode, I've become to like like work. <laughs> and it, I mean, largely attributed, well, yeah, largely attributed to a different team. So I think I might have hinted it in that episode because at that time I actually hadn't I so I resigned from the role that I was in last year mm. but I didn't I don't think I said that on the podcast I didn't want that to be known but if you mm. couldn't tell I was kind of saying that I didn't like my role or like find a role <laughs> that you enjoy doing because you spend most of your time doing that during the day and in COVID it's that much more magnified because that's the only thing you're doing so yeah. I wasn't enjoying my role. I resigned at the end of 
2020 and then I started um, this role in 2021. So a bit of background for me, I did study finance in uni and so yeah, being a finance major, I looked at applying to different things. I knew that I still wanted to be in corporate and still working with businesses and stuff like that and that's how I came across working in banking and then luckily was able to get a job at a bank and it's been six months since then and I have yeah really enjoyed it so far and yeah people tell me I'm happier and I think that's a good thing (laughs) so (laughs) that's really good I don't know if that's reassuring or really depressing. Yeah, I don't know if that means that I was just really sad, like, the prior year. But um, I feel like I am on the right track to at least finding what I want to do. And that's kind of what's driven Mm -hmm. me to apply for another grad program and apply for something where I can do a bit of of everything. So, yeah, what about you? I'm interested to hear how you ended up in the health industry, Davina. It's really funny because like when I did the interview for this role, I was like, I'm so sorry. I think I've mentioned I'm working in the public sector, but specifically health. Um, And in the interview, I was like, (laughs) I'm so passionate about about health. Like I want to help people and yada, yada, yada. (laughs) The back of my mind, I was like, I just need a job. (laughs) I just need to move out of home and like go back to working. (laughs) But no, like this has been a really good opportunity. It's also something Mm. that I didn't think I would be doing. Again, probably mentioned as well that my background is mm. in arts, specifically history and languages, which has nothing to do with health whatsoever. On on that yeah. note, did you have, like, when you chose to do your arts, history, languages major, did you want to become, like, a language teacher? Yeah. Or was that just, it's just, like, what you enjoyed doing? No. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was literally, like... Mm. I don't think I went into uni with a game plan, um, which is very interesting. But it was one of those things where I think when you're nearing the end of high school, you kind of have this assumption that I'll, I'll know what I want to do. And I, and I didn't. And then I was like, OK, I'll just continuing, continue doing what I like. And then maybe in uni, I'll have an epiphany mm. about what I want to do. And I didn't. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, but you know, honestly, I think that happens to a lot of people. I mean, if you're someone like that out there, like be reassured. Cause like, that's the whole idea, right? Doing a grad program. Part of it is the idea that, you know, this is something I'm interested in. Like I'm not repulsed by, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, you don't really know that much about an industry or a role or the nature of a lot of jobs until you go in there and try it. So it's, I think just to be in a grad program is such a lucky thing. So I'm really Mm, grateful for mm. that. But yeah, I just was applying for a lot of grad programs last year. And this is um, one of the ones that I landed and I just ended up going with it. Yeah. Well, how's um, working in health during a health crisis? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's really bad to say this, but I think COVID makes it a lot more interesting. It does. (laughs) The rotation I'm doing right now is... A more hands off, not hands. <laughs> yeah, it's it's less operational. I'd say it's a less operational rotation. It's more like government, what you imagine government to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not as involved, which I think is I'm a bit sad about. Mm-hmm. But in my last rotation, we did get to do some COVID related related mm-hmm. things. Um, I think when there was 
a bit of an outbreak we had to like quickly set up the drive-through clinic mm. like the testing clinic and I found that really really interesting and really amazing how quickly I guess our health systems have adapted to respond to kind of mini crises so it's been really good very interesting again starting this grad program at the beginning of the year when Helene and I would talk about like how we're finding our roles I think our conversations are really different mm. they were like what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is this the right thing? Like, what have we gotten ourselves into? Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm sure, like, you'll talk more yeah. about soon. But I remember starting and just being like, I don't know anything about health. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything about the system. I don't know. Like, I would be sitting in meetings and, like, taking minutes and people would be saying words and, <laughs> like, I just wouldn't understand what they were talking about because mm-hmm. you'd have, like, managers and then you'd have clinicians like using all this specific health terminology mm. and I'd be typing out things being like, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're <laughs> saying. Like, and I just like trying to phonetically spell out things and be like, hope to God that this is like, I can go back and Google this mm. and, you know, get the right words on paper. So it was just really overwhelming. I think stepping into an industry that, you know, you're not familiar with, um, very different to my role last year, um, which was, more communications Mm -hmm. so even though I hadn't really studied like media or like uh, policy I think doing arts degree you kind of have the general skills for that and also I'd done some like government electives before so like government relations electives before so kind of felt more comfortable in that role Mm -hmm. um but yeah I I, but I'm enjoying this one a lot oh yay that's good to hear what about you? How are you finding working in banking? actually really enjoy it. I think it's one of those things, I think when you, and when I'm thinking back to when we had that conversation about finding what you enjoy and like all of that stuff, I think I'm coming to realize, and this is one of the learnings that I've had, is that yes, you still want to consider things that you like, but then also don't discount the experience and the skills mm. and the education that you had. So I think part of me just thinks I'm not wired, but I am definitely like I've done finance stuff for like over six plus years and that's a lot. Right. So I yeah. think for me to go into a different, completely different field, it kind of scares me. And it's also just like, is it worth just like not going and falling back to like skills that I actually already have? So I think mm. I have like, a mind that wonders a lot and I'm just like oh my gosh I can imagine myself in this role and I can imagine myself in this role and in a bank there's so many different roles and I think you can get pretty overwhelmed with kind of what you can do with your career but it's kind of also really rewarding in that I can see myself really staying in this bank for like 30 40 years because the roles can change so much whereas in my previous role it's kind of just one path and you just keep on going and getting better at this one kind of technical skill. Um, so yeah, it's been really good. I've met diverse range of people. The bank is like massive. I kind of underestimated how many people there were. Um, there's like people that obviously work in branches and then there's also senior leadership. And then Mm. up until the top, there's yeah, a lot more kind of very important people as well, but it's, I have come to appreciate how, things work in a large organization it might be similar in the government there's like so yeah. many things you need to get sign off on and mm. honestly it oh can my be, gosh <laughs> it can be quite frustrating and I think 
just getting used to those things is just very different. Again, back to like my experience, my experience for two years was like not that kind of style and not that kind of work. So I was used to doing client work and now it's more internal deadlines, operational stuff, um, which is like just a different kind of brain muscle. I don't know. It just feels very like um, mm. very different to what I was used to. But I think it did honestly take me a while to settle in. I think probably three months in, even getting used to like Microsoft Teams, which I didn't use in my previous role. Yeah. And I was so frustrated. I like to like, you always say you're like, I'm adaptable. I honestly don't think I'm <laughs> adaptable. <laughs> I think it does. I think I'm someone, a creature of habit and a creature mm. of routine. So we use Teams, we use Skype, we use another platform to communicate. And mm. there's just like an overwhelmingly large amount of like things to learn. But I think once you get the hang of it and you kind of just understand that you need to be patient and like, you'll get your head around them eventually. Um, after that, it's been like really good. I'm also really interested because we talk a lot about work, especially at the beginning of this year when we were both starting out. Mm. And I know that at one point we were both like really like, oh, like this is so hard, like mm. really unsure about our decisions. And then now I think we're both in a stage where we're kind of like, hey, like I think this is going well. Like mm. we, we, we might not be 100% sure about where we want to be in terms of our end goal, mm. but there's obviously been like a big shift in mentality. So mm. I'm curious to know, like, what do you think changed? I think, yeah, part of it was probably the whole getting used to a different uh, environment and one like physical environment, but also like digital environment. I also started, I don't think you did, but I started virtually as well. So mm. I think that also kind of didn't help in terms of like social connection, uh, professional connection with other people, but I think I managed as well as I could. And I think honestly, just time, I think it just takes time to get used to how people um, work with you, like different styles of working. And yeah, and then over time, you kind of understand more about why things are like that. Because Again, you could just get really frustrated, but you're also just the one complaining to yourself and um, it's like it falls on deaf ears. So you can't really do anything about it. And again, mm. kind of similar to just how we treat COVID, like control what you can control and then just let everything kind of else fall into place. But I don't know if there was like a flip the switch moment. I think it was more just like, okay, this is the role I've been given um, and I think for you as well, we have a finite time in this period or oh, this rotation. So just make the most of it, do what you can, learn as much as you can. I think that's the great thing about being in a grad program. You don't have that pressure to perform as mm. much. You're really there to just to soak and enjoy everything. And for the first one and a half years or two years, like your job is to just like figure out what you want to do. And I think reminding yeah. myself of that. And I think I'll come to this later in like the advice stuff, like putting that pressure off of yourself and just being mm. like, hey, even if you don't like this, like you can move. And I think that's life in general, right? If you don't like it, yeah. you can move. It's not the end of the world. Um, Take what you can get. But yeah, I'm not sure. What about you? Because I think you also <laughs> yeah, struggled a little bit. And then I, I think, yeah, it would have been hard. I think I was quite lucky. I went into an industry where I was familiar with the terms, um, most of the stuff I could understand, but um, still a bit difficult, but I can imagine in a different completely industry and stuff, it'd be quite hard. Mm. I think 
it's interesting because you're like, oh, you don't have that pressure to perform as a grad because you're just there to soak up the knowledge. My biggest problem when I started this grad program, which I was just constantly stressed that I had to prove myself. Yeah. And yeah. I think part of it is because also I'm like the only grad within this rotation and mm. the way that it my grad role works is that you're assigned to a very senior person mm-hmm. so it'll be like they'll give you tasks to do and then you're just expected to do it mm. um again I'm not really sure what the expectation is in terms of like like the quality of the output or like you know but there's some there's some things that they give you and you're like what, what? like mm. someone please mm. <laughs> explain <laughs> to me and you don't have like a junior person to ask because mm. everybody else working with you is actually quite senior yeah um but I think yeah over time just like building that confidence Mm. And again, like you said, just kind of becoming more familiar with how things work and feeling comfortable, I think, to ask Mm. people questions. I think in the beginning, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to do this. And Mm. I feel like I'm just going to fail by myself and being more comfortable to like go and ask even like more senior people. Mm -hmm. And actually, most of the time, they're very happy to help, which Mm. is good. But I think the other thing that really changed in my mentality was that like I tried to associate discomfort with growth. Wow. So I know deep. Because <laughs> like, if I'm going to be quite honest, like the role that I had last year um, in consulting, it was very comfortable. And mm. a lot of the tasks I was doing, I would say were very like admin heavy, mm-hmm. um, but it was so dry and so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that now, right? Because I don't work there anymore. <laughs> But honestly, I'd be doing things and in the back of my mind, all I would be thinking is, I don't need a degree for this. Nobody <laughs> needs a degree for this. Like, why did I do four years of uni for this? <laughs> like, hire someone off the street. They can do this. <laughs> and it just felt like, like my, I felt like my brain was not stimulated enough mm-hmm. for this role. Mm-hmm. And I think in this rotation or in this grad program, I'm not saying that necessarily I have to use really like technical skills which I think is something that you probably have to do more so in your role Mm. um but it like I just think I was thrown into a lot of situations where I had to kind of really push myself to like use those interpersonal skills yeah yeah (laughs) like you know chasing people up like getting people to get things done that you needed to be done yeah um and also the discomfort of you know having to actually take a lot of initiative because people would just give you tasks and expect you to go ahead and do it even though like like they wouldn't really walk you through it and Mm. um yeah I think just like being being uncomfortable with that and Mm. being okay with that discomfort yeah yeah um, and just like over time you know you get to know people better and you just I guess grow thicker skin. Mm. Not that my skin is very thick now. <laughs> like I'm still like trying to I think I'm still a bit of like a people pleaser and I still want to, you know, do a good job yeah, and like yeah. impress um my manager. But um yeah, like not also being too scared. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that thing like and confidence comes a lot with uh over time as well and even when my previous workplace I don't think I fully felt comfortable until maybe like six to 12 months in so it does Mm. take a lot of time and it's again something that I try to remind myself yeah so I that's actually one of my I've written down like mantras on my phone (laughs) so there's one that is being comfortable with being uncomfortable Mm. and that's definitely something that I've taken aboard even just like my personal life as well 
like doing mm-hmm. things just like it's like you send that email and then you just like don't look at it anymore but like the fact is that you've done it and then yeah you can just go away and then come back to it and i think it's kind of like positive reinforcement when people do reply to you some people might not reply to you in a positive mm. way but on the whole a lot of people at least where i work are generally very friendly so sometimes i question like why am i scared because i'm not going to get a negative response it's more so yeah you don't want to feel like you're bothering them and all that stuff but mm. honestly it's kind of like you do all that you can do and then leave it in their court if they don't want to reply to you don't want to meet up with you then that's fine so um I think that's okay but I will honestly say like I don't know if I would have been able to be as comfortable in this grad program if I didn't have the experience that I had previously in Mm. um because I was there for two years in my previous firm and honestly like starting virtually as well I would have struggled so much because that honestly taught me how to seem simple but write emails Writing emails is mm. a very core skill that a lot of people can, some people don't have still, but um, it's yeah. <laughs> very important, um, at least in my role now. I think in many roles. So I think that got over that like initial hump, like those little t- things that even setting up meetings, how do you like name the name of the meeting? What do you actually do when mm. you want to reach out to someone? Those like general skills, I think I picked up over my time in my previous role. So that helped a lot. So what do you think like your biggest challenge at the moment is in terms of work? Uh, Sorry, jumping right into the deep end. (laughs) Honestly, it's similar to what we discussed in our previous episode. I think it's still finding that fulfillment from work. And I wrestle with like, do I want something highly technical? Because I, as you said, like I do like being in an environment where I'm like intellectually stimulated But then Mm. it's like that balance, like you don't want to be fully burnt out. Um, But there are times where that just has to happen. Um, But then it's also like I have had moments where I'm in my current role and I'm like, I can't believe I get paid to do this because it doesn't (laughs) seem (laughs) like it doesn't seem that technically hard. And then so it's then do I also want to be in that kind of role where I'm doing something that's really fun, that is more slow moving, but um, maybe just sounds really cool and stuff because I found that as well some things that sound cool the day-to-day doesn't isn't as glamorous or doesn't seem as cool as it kind of seems to be and then if I talk about more technical finance stuff that doesn't seem really cool but then day-to-day you kind of get like this rush of like oh like I've been able to solve this really complex problem because yeah it's kind of weird because it is similar to what my previous role is and in that moment Mm -hmm. I didn't appreciate what it was and then now yeah. I'm just like oh I actually did enjoy work that was kind of similar to that um so yeah I think that's the biggest challenge of like I think it's just like too much choice really and just not yeah. knowing where to steer your career and I think at the start of your career you feel like kind of like uni you feel like you're locked in when you choose your degree and you can't move mm. but it kind of feels like that because I'm like oh what if I do this rotation then like I'll become this kind of person and then if I do yeah. this one and it's just like I don't, you never know right so it's, yeah yeah it's kind of just like that's my biggest challenge now and I think I'm grateful and it's a privilege to have that now being a grad I think if we were in a different stage in life it'd be trying to deal with um leveling up in our current career but yeah it's yeah I don't know 
But again, it's so interesting to hear you say that because, like, me, like, watching you, I guess, as an outsider and, like, not in your role mm. and not in your head in terms of career progression, like, like, and I know you've mentioned this again, like, it was also a bit of a risk, you know, jumping into a new grad program a few mm. years down the track. But uh, I said this and I say this again, I'm just like, <laughs> Helena, like, as a grad, oh, my gosh, so much, like, wisdom and experience and, like, knows how to do things and nothing... I think nothing like what I felt like when I started my first job. And even with this job, like I'd often like go to her for advice because I think you really do enter this program, even though it is like technically like, you know, the most junior of the junior, Mm. but you have more, you you still have more direction, I think, Mm. because you had exposure to different kinds of work and also a better idea of what you like and you don't like because mm. of that experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, at, like at least like for me going into this role, like I have no idea. I don't like the end goal. I don't even see it. Like <laughs> <laughs> not sure where it is. I don't know how far away it is. And I'm just like going along for the ride because like that's kind of, yeah. Like, I think the, the whole process. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing I've had uh, probably an extra, like I am older than you as well. So mm. I feel like, I think that's probably another challenge that, now that you say it, it is like feeling that I need to be in a rush. And mm. as you said, I've joined a grad program a bit later after graduating. A lot of my friends are in more senior positions and I do feel that pressure and it's not from them, it's from me. And I think that's just me being mm. a high achiever and okay, knowing that I can do better and like just wanting mm. to do better, but just taking the time now to pause and just be like, okay, this time is still valuable and it's yeah. not a step back. It's just you're trying to figure out what you want to do. And that is hard. Like it's yeah, it's something that I don't think about as much. I just think about, hey, I'm getting more money than I would have been in my previous <laughs> role. So I justify it a little bit. But but it's yeah. it was comforting. Like when I left my firm um, at the end of 2020, I did have really lovely colleagues like tell me like, I think what you're doing is really brave. Yes, and definitely. what you're doing is really good at your age in terms of like you're young, do as many things as you can, have like a diverse range of experiences. And some of the people that told me that, like they were at that firm for like 12 plus years and mm. they were just like, look at me, I'm boring. Which honestly, I respect those people so much for actually finding what they enjoy and like sticking to it and excelling yeah. in that. I think um, it is, yeah, a bit daunting going to something different but um, I think I'm someone that, yeah, you just never know until you kind of change out of it. But, yeah. What about you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I think you are very inspiring. And it's definitely a very brave thing to do. Yeah. To, like, jump into something completely different. Yeah. Um, for me, in terms of, I guess, the biggest challenge at the moment, like, I guess this is very much, like, in the moment right now is for this rotation – I've started working from home Mm. um, and that's been quite, yeah, quite hard. I think it's another comparison thing um, as well because a lot of the other grads, so all of the other grads, they're still at, (laughs) (laughs) I was like a lot of, no, all of them, they're still going into work because they work in like facilities Mm. um, and that's considered like essential work. And then I just feel like I'm stuck at home doing very like admin heavy bureaucratic Mm. like tasks and again, I think when you're in lockdown, work becomes such a core focus of your life. Yeah. You wake up, you eat, you work, and then you sleep, and then the cycle kind of continues. Yeah. So it's hard not to 
kind of be bogged down by it, especially if it's not that interesting. I think at the same time, you know, talking to the other grads in my um, cohort, like some of them are really, really overworked and like Mm. overstretched at the moment because of COVID Mm -hmm. and the whole situation. So I think at the end of the day, it's, it's the grass is greener on the other side, right? <laughs> like some are so stressed out, like they've been deployed to um, do contact tracing. So they'd mm. like do really long hours and just really exhausted. And we also have to do a uni um, degree as part of the program. So mm. for them, it's like they have mm. no time, they have no break. Yeah. Well, for me, I'm just like, I have so much time, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Like sometimes I'll be like, oh, I can study, and then I'm like, nah, I can save it for later. There's no, yeah. <laughs> there's no rush. Um, so I guess trying to just like count my blessings. I mean, I guess that's just not even work related. That's just trying to have a better attitude towards yeah. life, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, and like this rotation will end in um, like two months time, so I'm halfway through. So mm. by then, um, I'll be moved into a different uh, rotation, which most likely will be at a facility. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I won't be working from home anymore. And by then, maybe I'll really miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> it's, it's always how these things work. It's yeah. good, yeah, how I think working from home and I think in your next rotation, you might not be working from home. So that's something to look mm. forward to. But I think I viewed the rotations as like internships and I was like, oh, we get the chance to just like do these little mini stints in different mm. parts and um yeah that's really cool again like working from home isn't for everyone as well yeah Uh, and it's it sucks because we're forced to do that I think working from home is for me though but it's just (laughs) one of those things where it's some people just thrive a lot better in the office and Mm. can get more done so yeah it's again one of those things where you can reflect back on this time and be like nope I've done that for four months and I didn't like it so yeah now I kind of know and I think it's good just, yeah, having a record of like pros and cons of each thing and then you can kind of come up with a list later on of which things you do like, which things you can compromise on and which things um, you do really, really want in your next role. But, um, yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's good. So <laughs> reflecting on all of the six months that, you've been in your role, what would be some advice that you'd share? And it could be like advice you'd give yourself Mm. if you were to start this before you would start the rotation or before you start your role. Yeah. I think the first thing would be to be patient. Mm -hmm. I think both of us are quite driven and motivated people. And, you know, we go into these things like wanting the goals to find out, you know, if this is for me um, and how can I advance myself career wise. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think, not getting that quick instant satisfaction is sometimes a bit like discouraging Mm. and also like makes you doubt your decisions. Mm. And I think there's always that narrative. Again, I totally recognize it's because we're so like blessed and privileged that we get so much choice, Mm. but it's that narrative. Like what if I had chosen something else or what if I'd gone something, some different pathway, would that have led to something better? Mm -hmm. But yeah, just realizing that like this is part of the process and um, yeah, there'll be like great experiences where you'll learn things and you'll be like, oh, this is so interesting. Uh, like maybe this is something that I want to do more of. And they'll be like terrible, terrible. <laughs> no, there'll be like less great experiences and things where you're like, oh my gosh, can't believe I'm stuck doing this. This is just so annoying. Yeah. But um, 
if you don't experience the bad things, then you won't know what's good. Mm, um, mm. I think comparison does serve, serve quite a big role. So I think be patient. My program is a two-year program. So I guess I do feel like I have that time to figure things out, mm. um, which is reassuring. So, yeah. And I guess um, the other thing, which is kind of cheesy, but it's just like to be kind, like to be nice. Like, and I know that sounds so strange, but <laughs> I think in this role, I've had to work with a lot more people, mm-hmm. um, people who are more senior than me. I'm the most junior, so they're all more senior <laughs> No, but yeah, or like people in different departments, people who are clinicians compared to like more administrative people. And honestly, having a nice colleague really makes all the difference. Mm. And I think some of my most frustrating moments are when people just, when you feel like you're not treated fairly or um, you're not respected or someone's just um, ignored what you've said. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, I think as a junior person, again, it's very disheartening. Okay, like I guess in contrast, when you see people who are very senior and have that power, mm. like be so considerate and compassionate and mm. respectful to everybody, no matter where they stand in, like I guess the hierarchy, um, is also really encouraging and mm. it's very inspiring. Like I think I want to be like that as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, I guess those are my two points of advice. Yeah, I think. Off the back of the point around being kind, um, Mm. I've learned not so much in this role, but my previous role, like to not take things personally. And you will come across people that might not treat you well and stuff like that. But Mm. yeah, just don't let it get to you. Still be yourself and be kind to others, even if they might not necessarily show the most um, gratitude to you and what you've done and stuff like that. Because it can take a toll and sometimes you do like something for 10 hours and they're like, oh, I didn't need this. And you're like, okay. But it's always like <laughs> saying that with a smile and being yeah. like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Like I, and yeah. finding those silver linings, like, yeah, I did this work and it didn't actually amount to anything, but you did 10 hours of skill building and X, Y, Z and mm. stuff like that. But yeah, I think my advice would be similar to yours um, in being patient. Things take time. Um, and I touched on it before about not comparing yourselves to others. Um, so I won't go into that anymore because I think I've kind of um, driven that point home. But yeah, through this conversation, I think the advice that I would give is probably need to tell this to myself and take it as well is to trust your mm-hmm. instinct. Um, trust that if you don't like something, don't go back to it. I think I like always <laughs> rethink. I'm like, oh, I didn't like it, but maybe if I try it again, I'll like it again. And it's just like, <laughs> just for me, I just keep going in circles. And I yeah. like, honestly, like if it feels right, it feels right. Don't quit. Like sometimes you might need to question it, but a lot of the time, and I think it's for those people out there who overthink things, have too many options, don't know what they're doing. Mm. Just trust your decision-making, trust that you're making the right decision at that time in that moment. And just don't second guess stuff. Cause I think that kind of just, puts you in doubt doesn't make you the person with the most clearest mind and then it's just it yeah it's just not helpful and I can tell you I've gone in like circles around like so many different things and it's something that yeah throughout life especially like if you've had a bad experience in something that was probably meant to be a bad experience sometimes it's as little as like having a bad encounter with someone from that team or like 
that yeah. is enough to kind of put you on a path that is just not meant to be on that way. So it's just, yeah, trusting that you know what you want to do and you might not know consciously, but subconsciously it's probably in there and just be certain with your decisions and do your due diligence, obviously research as much as you can. Um, but be confident once you've made that decision and just be like, and just go for it and take it all for what it is. Um, so I think that's my, my advice that I should take myself. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely some real words of wisdom there. So Well, thank you guys for listening once again to another episode of Peel the Pomelo. Hopefully this one was helpful for any of you out there who uh, might be starting a new job or are in a relatively new role. Um, And I guess if not, either way, I mean, work is something that makes up a big part of many of our lives. So hopefully you found some interesting stories that you could relate to. (laughs) Once again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.